Why do carriers focus so much on safety? On today's episode of Driven Too Far, we're going to dive into the details of risk management. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler with Chief Carriers, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Welcome back to Driven Too Far, our podcast. Today, we're focused on driver safety and risk management. And before I dive in, I kind of wanted to paint a little picture for you, uh, maybe tell you a story about driver safety and, and the risk management side of things from the company's point of view. And I think you'll start to understand why it's such a, a critical issue in our industry. Uh, I want to tell you about a company, uh, we're going to call them Horizon Transportation. Uh, I've changed the name, but they're a real company. Uh, family owned since the late 60s. Uh, in their third generation of ownership, running about 200 trucks or so. Overall, they have a good reputation in the industries. They're relatively safe. Uh, they've picked up some awards along the way and generally do a good job. In many ways, though, they're not any different than the rest of us. You know, we go through some ebbs and flows when it comes to driver hiring and retention. Uh, one day, you, you don't have enough trucks. And, and a week later, you can find yourself with a, a handful of empties parked against the fence. And the, the margins are so dang tight in transportation. When you do have empty trucks, there's a lot of pressure out there to get those trucks filled. So whoever's in charge of recruiting uh, in your particular company, in this case for Horizon, it was their safety department, uh, was starting to get some pressure. They had a handful of empty trucks against the fence. The customers are calling in. It's starting to pick up. The business is. It's starting to become busy season. Uh, and not only were they you know, paying for those trucks parked against the fence, still making payments on it, they're losing revenue opportunities too because they could be hauling more loads if they could just find enough drivers. So the safety guy, uh, he's starting to feel the heat from the VP of operations. He says, hey, we got to get these things filled. We got customer demands to meet. Uh, what are you doing to get these trucks filled? And, and he's a, the safety guy's a little bit frazzled and stuff, but uh, he's feeling that pressure. And one day, uh, Jake, a potential driver, walks in the door and uh, fills out an application for Horizon. And it's, it's less than perfect. If you look at Jake's background and history, he's got some traffic uh, tickets on there, uh, kind of a history of speeding, uh, maybe an accident or something. But it's not so bad that the company wouldn't consider him so the, the safety guy feeling the pressure goes ahead and takes, takes the risk on Jake and, and gets him hired, runs him through orientation, and they get him behind the wheel uh, just a few days later. So Jake's off with his new um, career with Horizon, off to a good start. Dispatch likes him. He's very charismatic. He's a likable guy, uh, even though he doesn't do everything perfect. But uh, he seems to get along with everyone. And for a couple months, everything's going really, really well. As Jake gains confidence with his new company, his reckless tendencies kind of start to surface and kind of start to come back a little bit. So here we are one uh, fateful night, Jake's trucking down the road and it's just a beautiful night, uh, clear skies, uh, moonlight shining on the highway and stuff and uh, there's not much traffic out there. So Jake decides to kind of put the hammer down and uh, make some good time on this run. And as he does that, he comes down a hill and kind of comes around a curve and he, he realizes he's going too fast for that particular curve and he crosses the center line. Unfortunately, there was a family coming in the other lane and there was a collision. Uh, there was one fatality, several people injured, 
in that in that accident. In the aftermath of the accident, uh, Jake's recklessness and carelessness and his history, his driving history, all comes to light because what's one of the things that those uh, plaintiff attorneys are going to do is they're going to dig and they're going to dig hard and they're going to find every little thing they can on that trucking company and on that driver that was behind the wheel that caused that accident or just was even involved in an accident. Sometimes you don't even have to be at fault, but it's not unusual to get drug into uh, those type of court cases and, and be named. Um, even if you didn't necessarily do anything wrong, it just feels like they're always after the truck line. They're after the big, big pay, paycheck and uh, who's got the deepest pockets kind of thing. So they, they find anything they can to bring you in. So Horizon finds himself in the middle of a lawsuit. The family is suing, of course. Uh, and what they end up finding was negligent hiring and retention. So once they dig through Jake's background, and see that the company kind of overlooked some things when they hired him. Remember the, the safety guy was under a lot of pressure and stuff and maybe he didn't quite do all the background checks that he should have, or maybe there was some uh, of Jake's history that was kind of in a gray area or showing red flags that maybe we shouldn't hire this guy. Well, the company decided to take a risk on him and they hired him and they brought him in. But by doing that, uh, they really open themselves up for something just like this on a lawsuit because the, the attorney found the, the issues within the application of the driver and says, look, you didn't follow your own hiring guidelines when you brought this guy on. Therefore, you're negligent as a company for hiring this individual and putting him behind the wheel, which in turn killed somebody and injured several members of this family. So what was a great success story, remember this company's uh, third generation of ownership and business over 50 years, they're standing at the brink of ruin because of one little slip up in the safety department. Somebody that probably knew better went ahead and signed off on this driver. And, and you always think that, that, oh, it's never going to happen to me. Those kind of accidents happen to other people. Uh, but it's not that unusual to get drug into those. So that's the reason you know, when we start talking about safety and risk management is you absolutely cannot afford to cut corners uh, as a company. And, and especially if you're in that hiring, um, if you do the hiring for the company. So why do we put such importance on driver hiring, driver safety and risk management? Well, simply put, it's protecting both the company and the employees. Every time a driver climbs into that cab, they get behind the wheel, there's always a potential for an accident to happen. And like I mentioned, you, it doesn't have to be your fault. Uh, you can just get tangled up in some things sometimes and it just blows up in your face when you really didn't do anything wrong. Accidents result in injuries, property damage, and sometimes even fatalities, unfortunately. From a business perspective, that can lead to lost productivity, uh, a hike in insurance costs, or in the case of Horizon Transport, uh, they dang near lost the whole company. And, and when you think about the history and the legacy of the company, and there's a company that's been out there 50 plus years and they're responsible for feeding over 200, maybe 250 families by the time you consider all the office staff and the technicians and the shop employees, that's a big deal. 
The other thing we didn't talk about is the company's reputation too. When you think about those accidents when they happen, what's one of the things that certainly can happen? Uh, there's people on site, maybe a news crew on site, getting a shot of your truck uh, with the logo on the door and, and you know maybe a car tangled up under the trailer, something like that. Uh, there's certainly people driving by, passing by, taking photos, and those things hit social media and things blow up nowadays. So there's really a lot of damage that can be done when we take too much risk and when we don't follow our own policies. So what are some key strategies that companies could follow or implement? The first is make sure you have comprehensive safety policies and procedures. And if you put it in writing, if you have your policies, your hiring guidelines, uh, maybe your protocols for your drivers in there of how they're to conduct their day-to-day -day business. Uh, if you happen to uh, be like a flatbed carrier or something like that where there's, um, you know, they have to secure the, the freight a certain way. If you're, if you're putting that stuff in writing, it will be discoverable down the road. So you dang well better follow it and you better make sure that every employee is following it. One of the other things that companies traditionally do is ongoing training for drivers. So we never stop learning as drivers uh, or as business leaders. And I know sometimes drivers get a little bit frustrated with uh, the training process that the carriers put them through. Sometimes it is, it's a little silly when it feels like you've watched this same video over and over and over. And maybe you've worked for multiple companies and it's <laughs> the same videos. Uh, unfortunately, that does happen. But if you're with a really good company and a progressive company, they are no doubt always trying to create new content for their safety and training. Uh, so it's always fresh. You're always learning something new. Maybe they conduct safety meetings on a monthly basis. And I know the good ones uh, that I've been involved in, we make sure we share lessons. So if something bad happens to us or maybe even a near miss, we're sharing that. We're sharing that company-wide because we want to learn from that lesson. We don't ever want to make that mistake again. And the only way you can uh, accomplish that is make sure that you're touching every driver, making sure that they understand the potential risks of their job. And this is how we got tangled up or almost got tangled up in this particular situation. And here's the best way to avoid it going forward. So what's the best way to monitor uh, these enforcement policies or make sure we're enforcing the policies we have. You know, one of the, the technologies really kicked in. It's a big deal now. Obviously, the, the dash cams is one of those ways. Uh, the trucks are loaded with technology and sensors for this and that, and they can sense hard brakes and uh, in some cases following distance and things like that. There's a, there's a, feels like there's a handful of drivers out there that still try to avoid working for carriers that have been progressive and implementing those safety, um, safety items into the cabs of their trucks and stuff. But understand what the carrier is trying to do is it's just, you've got to do so many things these days to be able to protect you as an employee and us as a company as a whole. And that's really where this technology comes in. The, the safety, I think of the cameras, um, I know it's always a kind of a hot button. We talk about outward facing versus inward facing. Most carriers are embracing the outward facing cameras, and I, I hope most everybody at least has those. Now, the inward, we always get into the, the controversy of invasion of privacy type thing, and I don't think drivers uh, believe that the cameras turn off at a certain point. So they're not always in there. Uh, sometimes I think drivers 
feel like the carrier is spying on them or can hear conversation or voices. Uh, not that they're not capable of doing that, but the carriers I talk to, most of them, they, they turn the audio off so that, and then the, the camera usually shuts off within so many minutes of the ignition key being turned off. And there's different settings for that. So each carrier may do it a little bit different, but I can tell you the intent, at least in our case, the intent is not to spy on the driver, but we do want to see what's going on when you're operating the vehicle. And it's our best defense. If you do get tangled up into something where we can show a case where you did everything right or everything reasonably possible, you weren't distracted, you weren't on your phone, uh, stuff like that. And in fact, we just had uh, uh, an incident a while ago where our driver had to hit a hard brake and our load shifted on our trailer and things like that. And the, at the end of the day, there was a car stopped in the middle of the interstate. It was the craziest thing you ever saw. Uh, and our driver reacted a little bit late because there was another truck in front of him. So they didn't have great visual, but, but we, we didn't hit anything and the driver did everything reasonable that they should have been able to do. Had we not been able to see that, it would have been pretty easy to question that driver's like, hey, were you on your cell phone? Because it looked like you reacted a little bit slow to that situation. But because we had the video footage, we saw, and it was a, a female driver, but she handled herself uh, very well. So, and we were able to see that. The other thing companies do, this is common and been common for quite a while, was that they, they come up with some kind of safety incentive plan. So. They want to make sure safety is top of mind for you all the time. And we want to reward those drivers that are taking the necessary steps. They're doing their monthly training, quarterly training, whatever that looks like. They're attending safety meetings. So they're always active in the world of safety. And we, we want to reward those. And the idea with that and a, a fuel bonus, anything like that, is that we want to share the gains with the drivers. We want to make sure that if there's cost savings there because we didn't get in an accident, well, we want to take some of that money and we want to share it with the people that made that possible, and that's our drivers. So that's the idea behind safety incentive plans as well. You know, um, probably back in, we'll just call it 2020, it was 2019, 2020, something like that, was the first year that our fleet ordered any kind of trucks with the advanced safety features on it. and. Uh, for me, it was a no-brainer because honestly, it was maybe $2,500 option on the trucks uh, to put the the radar and the automatic braking type features on the trucks. And of course, we had a handful of drivers that weren't receptive to that. They they want to throw it in your face that they've heard all these things about you know these trucks are just stopping in the middle of the road for no reason. And to be you know somewhat honest, the the technology has come a long ways. Uh, since it was first introduced because there was there was some instances that you had to really understand what the truck was doing looking for and why it was doing that and the driver can overcome that if the driver's trained correctly but somebody that doesn't want those features in the in the truck or or thinks that they're superior their skills are superior and they don't need those safety features you know that's just reason for them to argue why they shouldn't and don't need it don't want it on my truck but at the end of the day, we started from that point on, and every truck we've ordered since has those kind of safety features on it. And by the way, I, one of the reasons I did that, I was thinking about $2,500 is nothing, you know, when you're talking $150,000, $200,000 truck for 
an added level of safety. And I always pictured ourselves as a what if. What if we got in a court case and we didn't have those features on our trucks? And the attorney asked that. The plaintiff attorney asked that. Well, Mr. Winkler, why wouldn't you equip your truck with those safety features? How much does it cost? $2,500? That doesn't sound like much. So it's almost like uh, you can't afford not to have it because somebody's going to challenge you on that. Uh, and, and we had a handful of drivers. I want to say two or three. It wasn't a lot, but, um, you know, they couldn't get on board. They tried to stay in the older trucks as long as they could that didn't have those safety features. And when it came time for them to uh, move into a newer truck with the advanced safety features, they, they just says, well, I think I'm going to leave. I'm going to go work somewhere else. I don't need this stuff. And we says, you know what? We wish you well because uh, you're absolutely right. If you just if you can't see it, uh, then we're probably not a good fit for you either. But understand that's that's where we're at today. Uh, there's a lot of good features on the the trucks, and uh, in in my personal opinion, you'd be foolish not to have those things. And I'm not really sure what a driver's scared of of why you wouldn't want those because they're not meant to replace the driver and your skills. They're meant to enhance it. Uh, you know, whether you're driving your personal car or a big truck, there's always times when you're looking left, looking right. You know, you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, but something can happen in an instant right in front of you. Um, so that's where those safety features can be added help to you, you know, should should you need to brake hard or something like that. Maybe it reacts a second or so quicker than you would have done so uh, by the time you swung your head back around and kind of figured out what was going on in front of you. So anyways... Um, great investment in my opinion. So just some final thoughts. I think companies need to emphasize the importance of not cutting corners, specifically where we talked about uh, a horizon. And it was just a, a lack of judgment uh, from a safety guy that should have known better, did know better. Uh, it almost cost the whole company. It almost cost you know 250 people to lose their jobs. And I was glad to hear that they were able to save it because that was a big lawsuit they faced and it was a lot of stress and anxiety. And I, I can guarantee you that after they go through something like that, they've changed their ways and there will be no more shortcuts because you certainly won't survive something like that again. And then companies need to be vigilant in recognizing those risks. So the, the part we didn't talk a lot about was the negligent retention. So if you have somebody in your fleet, maybe you hired them and they had a perfect record. But as they get in your fleet, they start to get tickets or speeding violations, or maybe you have some safety devices like the cameras that are constantly telling you, hey, this guy's following too close, he's following too close, and you don't address it as a safety team, then you're right back in the same boat. You know, if something happens when something happens down the road, that's just going to come back and, and get you as well. Because you held on to that employee, you didn't take the time to retrain them of what you wanted them to do. Uh, and then and then something happened. So you're negligent as a company or a carrier for keeping that employee behind the wheel when you knew better. You knew better. You had all the evidence there that this pattern was evolving with this driver's uh, driving habits, and you should have done something about it. You should have either retrained them or shown them the front door. By prioritizing safety, we're not only protecting our own company employees and assets, we're also enhancing our reputation as a, as a carrier out there. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. If you're interested in joining a safety-centric carrier, check us out at chiefcarriers.com.